0: this is 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 the local music revolution the local music revolution 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 Hello and welcome to the local music revolution. I am your host, Ogre. Today, I have a band on the show called Friend or Foe. They come out of Fresno, California. Uh, The funny thing is that their bass player, Carlos, has been doing sound for bands that I've been in uh, since I started and it's crazy I didn't actually put two and two together until I was talking to them and they mentioned that he was the sound guy and I was like oh it's Carlos I love that guy it's a very small world especially in California the Central Valley because there's you know not very much to do so you get to know people that do these certain things through the course of the interview we talk about their formation recording on their own and their shows Uh, but most importantly is there in the middle, we talk about promoters and, uh, gigs and pay to play because that's a huge thing and, um, everybody has their opinion, of course, and that's one of the topics that most bands and, and people talk about is, should you pay to play a gig or should the promoters allow you to play, um, in a business sense, yes, bands have to pay to play so that promoters can run a business and continue to do their job but on the same coin um getting the locals to pay you so that you can have a national act i think is dirty because the locals are trying to get an upstart the national acts you know have a have a draw their own most of them can pay or uh, they can draw a crowd so it's really something difficult to talk about, and uh everybody has their own opinions um It doesn't reflect anything bad on anybody or anything that we talk about. It's just an opinion that we have before we get to that opinion and the interview. I want to thank you for listening because without the support of everybody listening, this podcast would not be a thing. I appreciate everybody that's taken the time to tell me how much they they enjoy the podcast, enjoy the bands, even suggestions for bands. It's very welcome, and I thank you guys so very much. I also want to thank Stringjoy, my sponsor, for being so awesome. Stringjoy now offers guitar strings, instrument cables, and picks, which is amazing. Hopefully, soon they'll start offering guitars, and then you can just get everything you need for a guitar right there on that.com. Um, But go to stringjoy.com and you can pick up a custom set of string, a tension-based set of strings, an instrument cable that you can customize the color, the connector, and the length down to the inch, which is fantastic because there are some tiny cables that you need sometimes and Stringjoy can do that. Stringjoy now offers a variety of picks, not a large variety, but there is a variety for everything that you guys would need to play your guitars. Um, I'm personally looking at the Jazz 3s and the Jumbo Jazz, and I'll probably be getting those as soon as possible. So here's how it works. You go to stringjoy.com. You get everything that you need for your guitars, a cable, some strings, and some picks. When you're at checkout, enter the promo code LOCAL. That's L-O-C-A-L. And that will give you a discount for being a listener of the local music revolution. While you're at it, you can check out their.com on Facebook at Stringjoy. On Twitter and Instagram at Stringjoy Staff. And you can go and check out all of the things that they're doing. They're constantly doing contests, which is amazing. And they're also doing interactive things to get you talking about their product and to, to expose you to what's coming up because what they're doing is just amazing for everybody involved and I'm so proud to be part of it. So go check them out. Make sure that you tell them you heard about them on The Local Music Revolution. As for The Local Music Revolution, you can contact me personally at facebook.com slash thelocalmusicrevolution on Twitter, at TLMR podcast, On Instagram, at The Local Music Revolution. And on the WordPress, where everything is run. You can subscribe to that. The URL is thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com. And you can see all of the information coming out about the podcast as soon as it comes out. Now, I'm done with all the rambling. Here is Friend or Foe. Take two. <laughs> yeah, take two. Hello, <laughs> I'm here with the guys from Friends... Friend or Foe. <laughs> How are you guys doing, man? Pretty good.
1: We're good, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you very much for asking. So, uh, there's three of you. Three of the four of you. Um, I'm talking to Rich, Tommy, and Danny. We're missing Carlos. Um can you guys go into how you guys became a band? Um, what year did you guys actually come together?
1: Well, uh, we had already been playing in a previous band. me uh, on guitar, Tommy on drums, Carlos on bass. And uh, that, that particular group, Strangetown, disbanded. And uh, so we carried on looking for a new singer. We uh, put an ad on the Craigslist. And Richie answered it. Uh, he had never sang with the band before, but uh, he he was interested in giving it a shot. Uh, we brought him in. We started writing songs with uh, with that lineup, and uh, soon we were friend or foe, and we were out and about and gigging.
0: That is awesome, man. So, so it was just the remnants of an old band. So, um, how did you guys come up with the name Friend or Foe? Um, I, I really like the play on words, but it does it mean something special to you guys
1: Well, we were trying to break away from Strangetown at the time, so you know, there's like so many Band names out there. I mean like almost everything you come up with just off the top of your head You know, it's already taken or or it's just stupid or something. You know what I mean? Yeah So, And and you're we're in the you know at the time. It's like 2007 or something right guys Um, you're you know all these bands with like three names to the band you know and (laughs) you know the names are just crazy so we're just thinking you know we were thinking uh it just came up we were drinking pretty heavily that night and trying to come up with band names and and uh you know someone said friend or foe i I don't remember who said friend or foe but we were going with like foe and then uh and then somebody said no let's do it different let's do it let's do it like the French word like fake like you know like you're a friend or you're fake you know so and it just kind of stuck and then we started you know messing with the you know the the lettering and everything and it just kind of stuck and we kept it and nobody else had it except for some people in England or something <laughs> <laughs> But they were, but they. I think they were spelling it the other way. I don't remember how it actually came down. Um, but that's pretty much how it came out. Some drunk guys in a in a in a band room, <laughs> ne- <laughs> yeah, needing uh the <laughs> name for the gig we were had yeah, coming up yeah.
0: So yeah. uh, you guys are you guys from Fresno or are you guys based out of uh, somewhere close to Fresno?
1: We're from Fresno. We're from Fresno, Reedley. Really, and Fred. came from really from the countryside, uh, but he lives locally now, and uh, as do the rest of us.
0: Nice. So, how is uh how is your um, getting on the shows? Uh, do you guys have trouble? Are you guys playing strictly bars right now, or or how's that working for you guys?
2: We don't have a manager or anything, but if if we're <laughs> we're interested in going out and playing, uh, we'll, we'll pretty much play any 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 venue uh that'll
0: that will have us play nice um so i does carlos still actually work the boards for venues around town
1: oh yeah carlos does that that's basically why he's not here tonight because uh, uh stop <laughs> doing that he's out doing the sound gig thing um yeah yeah that's kind of how he makes his um uh, his his ducats you know
0: yeah he uh he actually ran sound for my band multiple times when we traveled to fresno so uh, i've known him oh, since like 2007 i believe uh, he's
1: pretty locally known as a as a pretty good sound guy a lot of people yeah. know the name carlos the sound guy or carlos cassiano or the bass
0: yeah, and he's he's a really good guy, really laid back, really cool. So um how is it working with him? Um how is it actually the the camaraderie within the band? Um are are you guys um I'm sorry, I don't know how to <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Um so the writing, when you guys are writing, um how does that come together for you guys?
1: Well I just gave either Danny makes a Danny makes up some riffs or um or I'll write some words or Richie he'll he'll write some words and uh we just kind of work around that and see if things take shape and and, and we kind of go from there you know uh you try to take one idea and do it like six or seven different ways you know yeah. and then uh and see what sticks, you know, kind of throw it up against the wall, so to speak, and see what, what sticks, you know. Um, kind of like a puzzle. Yeah. Write music's fucking awesome. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if we're supposed to cut, son. Sorry
0: uh, about that. D- by all means, man. I don't have to edit it unless it gets really bad. So, by all means, <laughs> say what you got to say. <laughs> Um
1: <laughs> I was getting a little bit over enthused there about it. <laughs> hey, it's
0: all good. Hey man, I love writing music. I love sitting down and being able to, you know, just create something out of nothing. Um it, it's yeah, very, very awesome. And uh I I'm in sorry, I'm a drummer by trade. So um about drummers. Yeah. We won't
1: hold that against you. <laughs> hey,
0: it's all good, man. You need a damn good drummer to make a damn good band. That's all I'm saying.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely true back right there.
0: Like it, it you can't you can't have a good rock or metal band without a solid drummer, and I don't care what anybody says, that is the truth. But that being said, I actually became a musician you know, I started playing guitar, I started playing bass, I started writing more than the, just the drums, and it just, it's, you know, incredible. Uh, so, you guys, when you wrote your debut album, which came out in August of last year, um, was that just a an amalgamation of what you guys were doing, or was that just, um, did you guys actually have songs stored up from the previous band?
2: um they're they're i mean music musically there were probably there's probably some uh that came from the the old band but uh ly- lyrically it's all it's all fresh to uh friend or foe yeah so i uh I pretty much write things that uh I think people can relate to it's not necessarily about me but uh, a lot a lot of it is about me and i you know it's it's it, it, something that comes out of me
0: at at, at the time.
2: I like to I like to write a I like to write a story.
0: So when when you're writing, does it take a major event to actually get those lyrics to come out of you or does it take just something random happening or do they just flow naturally?
2: It it, it pretty much flows naturally because it's so, it's something that usually something that's happened to me in my life and uh, music music brings brings that out of me and uh, I, I take the words and I, I, uh, I put it in, uh, in harmony with the uh, the melody of the, the music. It, nice. has, it has a fit. It's like a puzzle.
0: So when you're sitting down to writing these lyrics, do you have the music first and does that make you decide what the subject matter is? Or do you actually write an entire set of lyrics and go, this is what I'm feeling... How do you how are you going to make this song?
2: There's times that I, I write to the music that's already uh that that that's already been composed, but there's a lot of the times I, I already have the story story written.
0: Awesome. Awesome, but man.
2: Fit the fit the pieces to the puzzle together. I can, I can I can I have the ability to make uh anything that I write um sync up with 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 any kind of uh, melody um and it's 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 something i'm i am i i've uh i've become good at in in time
1: yeah yeah sometimes the phone will flow out in about 30 minutes and those are the ones you wish you could just have happen every day sometimes fight hard for them and we work them out over a few months uh so it really varies you have to really be able to feel the music. If you can't feel it, then uh,
2: there's, there's no way you're going to We're feel a very
1: groove-based band. Right? That would kind of categorize us as hard rock, but, uh, but kind of a groove rock, because uh, all of our songs kind of have a certain thing that's kind of unique to us, and it's a very groove-based.
0: I love groove metal, man. I mean, my favorite band's Pantera, and if anything taught me... Um, how to play the drums well. It was Vinny Paul being such a groove-oriented drummer, and oh, yeah. yeah, he he wasn't like all the other drummers that kind of played back in the pocket and you know, kind of just you know stayed there and gave a backbone. He actually made a groove to the song, and that right there that just makes the music so much better to listen to and so much more fun and lively. So um, yeah, that definitely,
1: and, and and also you know. Um it to try to think out of the box a little bit, you know. Uh yeah. uh and, and, but st- but still try to keep it real enough to where it's not too far, you know, out there. But hold on to that groove. So yeah, uh work yeah, work on that all the time for sure, you know, that's kinda what we go after. You have to have a musical
2: connection. Yeah. It's uh, like we're like a we're like a a machine.
1: You, know, you you become
2: one with that machine.
1: Every song's got a hook. That's pretty, that's pretty, uh, reoccurring in all of our songs. And, you know, what? it's kind of, kind of, uh, kind of the hooks of the 80s that I think, uh, kind of, we all kind of see eye to eye on that. Uh, a little bit influenced by that.
0: What do you mean by the 80s? Like, is there a specific band from the 80s you guys really, really connect oh, on? Oh,
1: and, and tracks and, and, <laughs> and, uh. And, uh uh, metallica for sure i mean you, you can't you can't get around metallica i mean they were a big when me and danny started first jamming together when you know i like had like a sunlight set that he helped me buy, and we were trying to put stuff together i mean we were starting with those types of riffs from um, metallica and you know and, and anthrax and oh man and, 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 and everything under the sun, you know, like like even halfbacks was like traveling with what, the Fine NTs or something like that, or the Teenage, I forget what their names were, but <laughs> it was kind of rap, rap metal, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. so, so uh, it started, for me, uh, it kind of started with thrash metal in, in early 80s punk rock. Okay. And uh, a little bit later into the 90s, I, I had a lot more of an appreciation for maybe the hair metal type stuff there was a lot of, a lot of hooks and melody in that, so the '80s in general, minus the new wave thing, uh, was was pretty good time for music.
0: Oh come on, you know the new wave. You know everybody on, liked the man. new wave. Man, minute work. Minute work was awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, well, <laughs> it was all right, when, I, when you but I don't know, what you got to think of it the the time when you first heard it and what you are into, and then. The, like I, I grabbed appreciation more for it later on, after you know, probably in the '90s actually for <laughs> for wave. But but everybody's different. Everyone's entitled. You know what I mean? You know. Well, everyone it different.
0: When I was growing up, my mom had '80s hair metal and '80s new wave, and that was all until my stepfather came around and he brought in metal like uh, Pantera, Propane, Sepultra and oh, uh, right on yeah he brought in all that but my mother you know i started listening to 80s hair metal and that stuff right there man i mean that stuff was great (laughs) and yeah uh, yeah, the new wave the new wave just brought something different like i it it was weird yeah alice cooper's weird middle 80s new wave kind of sound was weird
1: Sorry, you know what is a snapshot in history, right there, and, and and I can't bash it too much because you know what? Uh, just the entire decade of the '80s uh, just kind of makes me feel nostalgic, and even including the minute work and the Duran Duran. <laughs> yeah, uh, even though even though once I got into the heavier stuff, it was kind of like, no, awesome, bass- oh, no, I like that, awesome basslines <laughs> and Duran Duran music, man. You know.
0: Are you Did sure they you weren't like, just synthesizers?
1: No, nah, that bass player guy, I, man, I forgot his name, but he was pretty awesome, though.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, good times. I really dig on the Tommy
1: Patterson, as being a big fan of Duran Duran, you heard it right here <laughs> on the Local Music Revolution show. Uh, hey. That's all good all <laughs> Hey
0: I'm not going to say anything Because when I get bored I'll put on Who can it be now And I'll play like metal type drums to that song Because it's so fun to play so,
1: yeah. I know that's fun huh
0: Yeah just adding yeah, little stuff here and there
1: That was an interesting little reggae New wave thing they had going there They definitely had their niche And and they had
3: hooks and, and it was catchy Yeah
0: Yeah, they were They were good for what they were doing so all right sorry let's get back let's get back to you guys i'm sorry about the tangent um, uh, all right
1: it's okay we love talking about
3: music
0: man all right so danny your guitar playing when you're sitting there writing music like dude how do you come up with the riffs is it just something natural or are you like do you stumble on the riffs sometimes
1: you know, I don't really have like a recipe um you know uh some some practice nights uh when we're when we're uh trying to come up with new ideas i I don't I get kind of stuck and I don't have much of anything other nights, maybe it depends on how my day went, they're just flowing out of me and i I can't keep track of them all There's so many lost rips that I have just because <laughs> we didn't document them
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah yeah i i know that feeling all too well um so it, it just it depends on how your your um your mood is do you actually do you do scales and stuff like that to practice or do you just do you know music
1: you know i honestly only practice at rehearsal with the guys for the most part uh which i know i shouldn't do and i know i shouldn't even be admitting this but uh, but um I have my favorite scales and if you listen to our music you'll probably figure that out real quick <laughs> um, but uh definitely most of practicing takes place with the other guys over the last few years um, I'm trying actually to make myself uh, practice a little bit at home more um, and I, I've been yeah a couple times a month but that's that's not much but it's better than Zero times a month Which was <laughs> The last few years Pretty much what it would be right?
0: that, that is awesome man um, So can you tell me About the song Peace of Mind
1: Peace of my mind Peace of my mind Oh
2: yeah. My
0: mind Peace. I'm sorry <laughs>
2: Yeah P- Peace of my mind uh, Was about a, a childhood sweetheart That was jealous Of my my relationship with my wife, and she tried to sabotage it mm-hmm. by uh, sleeping with my wife, getting her drunk, and sleeping with her. And um, when I showed up when I showed up home from work, she told me that she had uh, dirt on my wife and wanted me to take her to a drug house and buy her drugs. And she told me what the dirt was. So that's what I did. And she told me, "I'll always own a piece of your mind." I uh I got your wife Evil huh man <laughs> Evil wow. women Wow
0: That you is said that you, as you said hell. that you always
2: Own a piece of my mind And I didn't believe it At the
0: time You know Wow yeah. Alright well this That's- is A piece of my mind
4: said that you were jealous and you needed your friends, but you didn't have to go to ruin my life and you said that you know I-
0: That was a piece of my mind. So guys, we're talking about how you guys were writing your songs and everything. Um, so Tommy, you are the drummer, my fellow drummer. Um, yeah So how did you how do you write when you are you're writing for the band? Do you jam with them or do you sit down with like a pre-recorded track and just go through it?
1: No nah, man we, we, uh, we've never really used pre-recorded tracks. I don't even think once ever, huh? I don't think it's not one time ever. Yeah, I just pretty much sit down. We all sit down together and just kind of uh, go through it piece by piece. I'll just like, you know, I'll listen to what they're, um, what Danny's doing. And um, I've always kind of been a, a, a guitar um I guess you'd say drummer. Um, all I, I followed the guitar a lot in, in our in my early days when I first started playing. It. All I had was a guitar player to play with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I just tried to be like the bass line to um, everything all the time, even when I played with bass players. So like when I played with like not actual bands but different people, um, the bass player would always trip out on me because he'd be like playing his own thing, but I was you know mostly. Trying to mimic what the guitar player was doing, you know what I'm saying? Stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then yeah.
1: throw those accents in there. So it kind of, at the time, I thought I was being, <laughs> I guess, a little uh, unique. But actually, it wasn't really that unique. It, it, but <laughs> but it felt like a, I mean, It was a lot of fun, you know. Uh, well, that's awesome. But yeah. Man. When I, when, I, when I'm writing with the band, we kind of all write together. And um, like Richie was saying, uh, that, that if you can't feel it it just sounds like a point when you feel it and then you go, well, that's the right, that's the right beat to that. And then, and then, then all the ideas start flowing out of everybody, Carlos and and Danny and Richie and, and uh, it's magic. It, yeah. You, you know, definitely when you got something and, and and I'm not saying that, that magic is like um, something for everybody. I mean, but to us, when we look at each other and we know that that's, that that happened, then we go. That's it, and and we go from there.
0: You know. Well, and that's uh, that's the thing is I don't think that musicians actually understand what it is to make the music because I know a lot of musicians that do not listen to their own music, and that to me does not make sense because when I'm writing music, I want to be able to listen to it back and go, that is good.
1: Exactly. I yeah.
0: mean if i'm not feeling it then who else is going to feel it like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me why you would do that and if i can listen to my music all the way through and enjoy it then i'm like yes i can release this to the world and hopefully somebody else hears it you know
1: exactly exactly absolutely absolutely i'm a fan of my music yeah i mean we're fans of our music we lo- we love i mean we got like we got a ton of songs and I can honestly say, I mean, sometimes I get tired of some because you play them so many times, you know, what I mean, in a row, so you go, oh, oh yes, man. Yes. But at the same time, I love everything that we've done. I mean, I, I really do, and I, and I think everybody in the band feels the same. I'm pretty sure, you know, we we love everything that we have wrote this far together, and, and it's going on a long time
3: these days. <laughs> There's nothing
1: better than uh, than out playing in front of people that haven't heard your music before and to see some head starts moving and some smiles on faces, uh, you know, that's all about.
0: Yes, man. That right there, that, that's worth it. That's addicting. That's addicting as hell.
1: (laughs) So. Yeah. uh, Yeah, for sure. It doesn't matter if there's like five people, I don't care if it's five. I mean, we've literally played to maybe five or six people in a, in a, in a, and a bar you know in the bar in the parking lot yeah back too. And, and and totally satisfied with um just the response from them you know you're just like wow that's that's awesome you
0: know? <laughs> it's funny that and you I say that
3: 50. <laughs>
0: it, it's funny bar. that you say that because there was one time that me and my band played to carlos the bartender and a couple in the seats at the babylon <laughs> And that no was yeah yeah, I
1: hear you I, I <laughs> it was
0: it was one of the most like heartbreaking things, but also one of the most fun things because we said, "Screw it at some point, and we just played and played and played, and I think we played every song we had written that night, and um uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, we, uh, nobody's here, played, yeah, there was no last for call, a so we
3: two
1: shop grand opening one time in a parking lot. And it, let's just say it wasn't as, uh, it wasn't
3: the shindig it was supposed to be. <laughs> uh, there were people, a few people
1: getting tattoos and there was a couple people sitting on their tailgates and we were under a little shade thing out in the sun, oh. uh, the, the summer heat. Uh, but you know what? When we finished the song and there were three or four claps out there and a couple of woohoos, it was all right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's m- what makes it so much better. So yeah. you guys, I, we mentioned it before. I'd like to go into it a little bit more. You guys have an album out right now. It's self-titled Friend or Foe. It was released last August. Um, can you talk about like the process to get that record out? Um, how many songs are on it? Uh, uh, what was the writing like? How did you guys record it? And what was the release like, the reception of the release?
1: Tell you the truth, that was uh that this this is our first time ever attempting to, uh, to record something down seriously enough to actually to release. Um, obviously, ourselves There's no no record. Coming it's self produced. It's self produced, and yeah, and, and I think people will be able to tell that it's self produced. But we were okay with it because actually it was our first thing that we ever tried to 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 put out there, you know what I mean. So, and and it, it pretty much the um, the songs we worked on. I mean, we worked on them quite a, a long time. Uh, it, it we we actually recorded that down um, in in our practice room um, through Studio One program and uh, yes, so. and we had a yeah. Uh, we well, and we had we had we had Carlos like. I mean, if you're looking for sound and and to tweak knobs and stuff, I mean, he was the guy to, to be on our team for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we, we had just uh, we had just turned from uh, in late 2013 from a five piece to a four piece. Uh, we had lost we had uh, parted ways with our lead guitar player, and I was taking on all the guitar. Um, so we decided uh, it was time to time to take this program. And put uh, and put down some tracks. So we uh, we had about three or four, and and, uh, and then we added about three. That 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 the disc only has seven songs on it. Okay. Um. But 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 three of them were written at the end of 2013, as we were uh, as we were uh, starting to lay down the tracks, and uh, it was really a big learning curve. I mean, uh, to us, um, you know, uh, Studio One is pretty user friendly and that's uh, probably a blessing because uh... we kind of needed something like that that wasn't uh, we're gonna get lost in the weeds
3: uh,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a few of those songs were written pretty quick uh, cut me deep on there literally we uh... we uh... we were almost done and we said well hey we uh... it just it just kind of came about one night and we said okay so we're gonna have seven so uh, and we recorded it down within a week or so and. That's one of those ones that just kind of flowed out. And it
0: was like, okay, that song's done. So exactly. so what you're telling me is you guys re- wrote and recorded this entire project yourself. That exactly. is amazing. That is what I'm all about. I love the DIY musician mentality. I I love that so very much because I think that's where music is going. Secondly, you are some of the first people I've actually heard of that use Studio One Along with me, um, I'm actually using Studio One to record this because that is my favorite recording program.
1: Oh (laughs) Ross, that's because Studio One Ross,
0: I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. It makes recording and mixing and mastering so much easier. I love this program. So So when you guys started sitting down and you were deciding which tracks to to put on and and everything like that Did you guys use the click track and did you guys go like all professional or was it all like feel?
1: It was all feel we did no click track and we would uh, we basically uh mic'd up the room and the drums and recorded everything except the vocals and then we went through and everyone uh, had a chance to do their own track after that. And then uh, and then vocals came last in solos, right? Yeah, I think a click track might have, uh, We tried a click track through some, but it just didn't have the, the feel. I mean, uh, there's a fine line between the click track and... You know what I'm saying? It's just a fine line between the two. Uh, well, like,
0: see, um, I was... We
1: love, being, we love being a live band, you know, so... <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know. It's one of those things, you know, and then we decided that it just wasn't real enough to, to our music isn't about like a quick track. So it was kind of trying to kind of have a happy medium there, you know?
0: Yeah, I gotcha. Um, oh. I used to be adamantly against a click track. It wasn't until I started writing on my own that I realized that it is a great tool to have and to be able to use. Um, but I'm doing all my music myself and writing um, every instrument. It, it really does help. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, but, but we're, I understand. are doing that, and yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I understand what you guys are saying though, because music has an ebb and a flow to it, and sometimes there's a push and pull that you just cannot get with a click track it's just the natural you know players um uh, mixing together and the elements working together so i i understand that it's really cool that you guys were able to actually figure that out and and make such good recordings and and work towards that wait a second
1: andrew we didn't really figure it out we kind (laughs) of halfway figured it out. You know, uh, it was definitely, man, I'm telling you, at least, I don't know how long, Dan, it took, I mean, I, I, I'd say, like, probably just, we'd spend, like, nine hours in a room just looking at the screen, going through track after track, and trying to decide, and and doing this, you you know what we're talking about, that's crazy, you know, it, there comes the point you just go, ah! Oh, <laughs> man,
0: just, I've... Uh, honestly? Definitely
1: points on the disc where, uh, where you could probably go, yeah, click track probably could have. Yeah, opened. that's what I look <laughs> back at. I wish I would have used the <laughs> click track on some parts of it, you know, but I didn't. But you know what? Uh, that's, that, that's how organic it is. That's right.
0: Yeah, well, wow. hey, there's some times when you can look at your old recordings and you can appreciate the fact that there was a, you know, a half deadened note in there somewhere or there was a buzz when there wasn't supposed to be or something like that 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 gives it life that gives it individuality you can't fake that kind of thing and that's what's great about absolutely
1: it. sometimes the happy accidents happen there and uh we've got a few on there uh that weren't supposed to be there and now have become part of the song
0: <laughs> nice That's that's awesome to hear um, So you're recording and everything You guys said that you would spend nine hours Looking at the screen um, How how did you guys figure out That enough was enough And that you had the songs the way That you were okay with them Enough to release them
1: Well we had uh, We had recorded uh, the, the previous batch of songs That we had recorded Um Actually turned out uh, it was it's quite a learning process for us as well because uh, we we learned some valuable things there about uh, too many vocal tracks and uh, and, and too many tracks uh, instrument wise to muddy it up so we so we really uh, try to keep that in mind as we do this one uh, I mean all, all all the all the rhythm guitar and bass guitar. And drum tracks; those are all those are all first or second takes, and there and there's minimal nice. repairs in there. Um, very uh, on all seven songs, there might be two songs where a little bass part got fixed, maybe three songs where uh, a guitar part got fixed, or 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 there were you know a couple overdubs, and then a couple overdubs with uh, with vocals. But other than that, we try to keep it light and not do too much because we we had kind of learned from our lesson from uh, past recordings. Exactly, less is more. That's what definitely where less uh, was more. You know what I mean? And uh, and and learning how to use that. Uh, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, forget the speaking word. We try to use that. Uh, <laughs> ow. It slid in my mind, you know uh, I guess we're going to have to move on um, Compression, <laughs> learning to use compression on, on On the tracks, you know what I mean And the mix sound and everything It was pretty
0: insane Yeah, that, bogals, was, that, bogals, that learning bogals, curve bogals track, <laughs> The learning bogals curve bogals, to be that, able to do that Is just weird, man it, It's okay. It's time consuming and odd And just, yeah it's it's insanity, really. um so you guys said that you you guys had to um to take out vocal tracks and everything and and instrumental tracks to to unmuddy it. Um, that's really interesting like how what was the thought process behind adding so many tracks?
1: well in in the past it was just pure uh, pure uh, I guess you would just say uh, tech ignorance. We, we were, uh, you know, we're a little bit of the older generation. We're, we're, we're not in our twenties and some <laughs> of these kids, you know, they, they were brought up with this, uh, technology and it just comes, uh, real easy to them. So for us, it was kind of hard fought and we would try to do on the, on some older recordings, we would try to do too much thinking that that's what you did. You multi multitracked and everything like that. And we really had to just roll it back to basics find out that that's where you're going to get the better sound when you when you go more true to uh, a live band sound with minimal overdubs and and minimal uh, extra tracks Um, with the vocals we we had a little help from a a friend of ours that's a rapper and uh, would produce his own rap uh, stuff so he was uh, he helped us because our biggest struggle would be with vocals and capturing them good and okay. uh and our and then Mr. Dark and he really helped us out with the vocals for sure yeah nice for sure. nice and, and Rich he can tell you about Rich you can tell you about the
2: vocals I mean yeah vo- vo- vocally uh I only recall singing the songs you know a couple times and recording it nice and, and the uh, every single word you know sounds the way it's supposed to sound so it, and I, I'm a big cri- big critic of myself so I would uh uh, I do it a, do it a couple times, you know, to go back and see if, if if I hit all the notes for it for 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 every word.
0: I got you. I I understand. Uh, it's it's a really hard thing not being a perfectionist when you're creating something. I completely understand that. <laughs> um, so can you explain the song One Night Stand?
2: One Night Stand is about. Um, it's, a, it's about a it's it's, a, it's about a guy at a bar and uh he's playing a mental game with, with that that you find a lot of a lot of people doing on the west coast, you know, with, with each other. You know, might this it, guy be you, Richie? It might. It, it might it might it might it might not. You know, it's uh <laughs> It's <laughs> a guy, you know, playing games with a girl across the way. I mean, they both want each other, but they're, for whatever reason, they just don't want to throw it out there until, until the, a little bit later.
0: All right, well, this is One Night Stand. <laughs> Was one night stand.
1: Well, I don't know how you feel about some of the like the local scene around the area, you know, and, and uh, promoters and and uh things like that. I mean, we kind of, I mean, we probably played for all the promoters, you know, in this town. And uh, when it really came down to it, you know, like. And I understand everybody's out to make some money, they're out to make money, but it seems like they kind of try to make a little bit too much money off the bands that are working so friggin' hard to try to to make things happen, you know what I mean? you got to go through a lot of stuff, right?
0: Well, I'll tell you this, okay? I've been part of that scene. I worked with a few promoters. Some are more jackass than others. Um, uh, my opinion,
1: it's a delicate topic, isn't it? it <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but the thing is, it needs to be stated. You don't want
1: to bash anybody or name drop, so Whoa. it's kind of a hard topic to discuss yeah. without that taking place. So,
0: Well, you know what? We'll get into that because it, it could be a topic, and the thing is, this podcast is about local music and promoting local music. I mean, I'm not asking anything other than you giving me an hour of your time to talk about your band. You know, I don't want anything from you guys or anything like that. And you know, the reason is because I've been on that other side and those promoters, they take so much advantage of these, these new bands. And they Take
1: take advantage of the local act. I mean, like, like promoters, like, um, Booking twelve bands for twenty minute um spots. I mean, how much are those guys paying? I I mean I don't know. We've never signed on yeah to we don't like that. that. that that's the type of gig we're not looking for because that is a little shallow and self serving. I, yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, well, uh,
0: there's that and then there's a certain promoter. Um he would have bands scheduled almost every night of the week and he would have them sell tickets and do you know how hard it is to be a band 45 minutes away from the town you're going to be playing trying to sell tickets in the town that you are in trying to
1: get your people out yeah it's like
0: it's like, I live here in Tulare, it's 45 minutes away from Fresno, and I, can't, I can barely talk my wife into going to Fresno with me for something fun and something, you know, adventurous. <laughs> I mean, how can right, I talk somebody exactly. into going to see my band at a bar um, for 20 minutes and then have them drive 45 minutes back? You know, it, it's, it's outrageous. So, it outra- so we, we can talk about that, man. I mean, I have very strong opinions on that and I think that would actually be a decent conversation. So we can get into that, and, you know, you guys can voice your opinions too, all right?
1: Well, I mean, by no means are we trying to bash any of the promoters. Yeah. I mean, we know them and we've worked with them before, but but the bottom line is is that they mm-hmm. expect way too much out of local acts. For I mean, we can just talk generally. generally. Yeah, yeah. We we'll do have to drop any names. We can just talk generally about how it goes. So there's yeah. some good guys and, and some guys that – You know, do try to take advantage and try to do too much and give the bands too little. So there's definitely that. And they're kind of obvious, and you just kind of, uh, not that we won't do a gig for them, but we'll pick and choose. But it depends on the band, too. I mean, there's bands out there that obviously want to make money. So, I mean, you know, like, we've never been a band that's wanted to make money. We want to make money, but we don't want to make money to the extent of uh, our, uh, well, yeah, money aside or, or putting somebody else out to get that money. It doesn't come over passionate to play. Exactly. It's, it's, it's all about playing. And yeah, we'd like to make money every time, but we probably only make money, uh, half the time at that. Exactly. Or well, a, you know, here, here's,
0: money. here's what I think guys. And, uh, you guys, you guys are currently in the scene. I haven't been in the scene since 2010. Um, what i think is if a promoter is going to have a band pay to play um it's a non-issue i don't think the band should be playing um i think that band should be paid okay it's it's not greed it's the fact that these musicians have to buy strings and they have to buy drumsticks and drum heads and cymbals did you know a 16 inch piece of cymbal is like 200 dollars (laughs) like,
1: <laughs> well, you're preaching to the choir, brother.
0: I mean, they, these promoters—they know this, they understand this, and I know they that they need to to run a business, and I fully support them running a business because that's helping the bands. But the thing is, don't go and. Screw over the local musicians That are supporting you Day in and day out For a local Or I mean A a national act That's going to be here Maybe once Every five to ten years And Exactly
1: Or or if it's a tribute band It's not even One to five years They'll probably Never come again You know You never know You
0: know Yeah Completely
3: Completely
1: We've opened up For plenty of tribute bands and, And they were awesome And all But guess what You know Um and we still sold our you know actually even when we've been, pretty much the way I, I've always done it is even when we've had when we had to sell tickets we pretty much paid to play we just bought the tickets and I I gave up, I gave pretty much all mine away you know and, see, and, see you let's know?
0: let's go into this okay um, we all know of the whiskey a go-go in LA okay right. now pay it's pay to play it's world renowned whiskey a go-go And you have to pay to play there. Now I understand that. I understand that it's a venue. I understand it's a business. And I understand there's national acts to go there. So, you know, if you want to be part of that, you have to pony up something. You have to offer them something. And in this case, it's money. But the thing is, a promoter in, you know, let's say, Reedley, that is, you know, putting out a show at a ranch in the middle of nowhere that nobody's going to attend to... Why do you have to pay him to be able to play that show? It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's a tragedy. It's extortion.
3: It is extortion. That is definitely extortion, I there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think we're definitely more interested in playing playing with more local talent because there's a few promoters that they like to bring through the national guys, and they bring on two or three local guys basically – Pay to play by selling tickets yeah. to pay the national act, and uh, I mean the opening bands. Uh, obviously, they're not getting they're not getting a good end to that deal. All
0: right, so he- here's a story um, from my experience, and I'll tell you this: this is completely opposite of what I've just said. Okay, so. Back in two thousand seven. <laughs> well back in okay, two thousand seven for a contradiction. Yeah, go ahead. We'll we'll put a contradiction <laughs> counter in this episode. Let's see how many times I we can write do it.
1: Right right now, man, Andrew, one contradiction. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay, so back in two thousand seven I was eighteen years old. I was in a band and I made friends with a local promoter and he offered me a show that I could only dream of. Alright? Now, the stipulation was I had to sell tickets, okay? Um, Okay. that's That was not a problem to me. And the thing is, it wasn't a problem to anybody around me, my band, my family, or anything, because they wanted to see that band, too. Um, uh, It's going to give away the promoter, so I'll just say it. I
1: think Um, I I already know who it is. Who is it? (laughs) Sebastian (laughs) Locke.
0: No. Um, In 2007... In 2007, there was this band. They were just starting. They were about two years old. They go by the name of. They hadn't been signed yet or anything like that. They had been in Fresno one time before. And the promoter um, actually became a good friend of mine. I still talk to him to this day. His name's. But he offered me that show, and I was like, dude, I'll do whatever it takes to be on this show. I've known Ivan since 2003. I want to be on this show so we sold the most tickets of that show and he looked at me and he goes i didn't think you could do it and i was like yeah well you put that much drive in me and i'm gonna do something (laughs) but i mean it it was i don't know It, it it wasn't him taking advantage of the fact that i wanted to play it was me showing him that i deserved to play and that was the the whole idea is because, you know, which is now is one of the huge bands in the metal community. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And we got to play with them before they were ever signed. I mean, we had a bigger crowd in that building than they did. And right. it was incredible. And, I mean, I thank still to this day for giving me that opportunity. Um, but back to the whole deal, I still think that you should not be making bands pay to play it's it's a tragedy and
1: and booking like 12 bands in a day that's that's incredible and and if those bands are paying that's 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 a a bad deal right there you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah it it well
1: man they're gonna remember you after 20 minutes if you're the first band
0: (laughs) well the thing is you have to you have to do something incredible you have to like throw a cow head at somebody's face to get them to remember I
3: suppose, you. I suppose so.
0: I mean, it, it's I mean, there's not.
1: I'm not,
0: not, kid, I'm, I'm not against
1: anything like that, but you know. <laughs> kinda. So, so Andrew, are you going to tell us the name of uh, your previous band?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, I was in two of them that actually did stuff. Um. The the first band that I was in was called Die Not Alone. Uh, we called ourselves DNA, um, as an acronym, uh, from about 2004 to 2009, we were a band. And in that time we got to open for death punch Wednesday, 13, um, we toured, um, from Bakersfield to Fresno because we were all teenagers and we couldn't really get the money out to do anything else. Um, right. so we did that. Um, the second band, which did a little bit more was actually called sins of sincerity, and uh we went to fresno we went to bakersfield everywhere in between also we opened up for power man 5000 thursday nice. otap uh we played two festivals in bakersfield uh cool. what else um i don't know oh we what broke else? we broke a uh an internet radio station listener record which was phenomenal and i think i think carlos was doing sound for that show too
1: oh i'm sure he was I'm pretty sure he was <laughs> hey now now die not alone is that like a is that like a yoda thing
0: actually i don't know the singer i met him in high school and he looked at me <laughs> and he goes i have a perfect name for a band and i was like okay i'll play drums <laughs> that was that's right that was it and he told me it was dna it was die not alone and i was like oh okay well that's interesting so i'll take that and i
1: like it i like yeah. it I, like, I just picked your yoda <laughs>
0: and he's saying
1: you well, i'm
3: not alone you will <laughs> alone
0: <laughs> see one of my favorite things to do with music is i like to use um like when I I release a new album, I like to have a bunch of things like incorporated with it. Uh with DNA, we had our our demo. It was called It's in Our Blood and there were three DNA strands on the cover covered in blood, you know. <laughs> and you know, it all referenced the the name of the band and what we were about and everything like that. I love doing those kind of things because it adds an extra element to the music. And you know It just I don't know man it It's a really Really cool thing To be able to do
1: Oh yes Oh yeah <clears throat>
0: Alright So Back to you guys I'm sorry I took over A little bit No it's uh,
1: alright
0: <laughs> So Can you guys Tell me about The song Bartender Bar-
1: Bartender Is
2: about A guy's Infatuation With With the. A customer's infatuation with the bartender. Bartender, oh, really? it, it it yeah. It happens a lot, and it's it, it kind of uh, kind of kind of a creeper type yeah. song, you know. Creep, cre- the, the, the kind of guy that a bartender's kind of leery of, kind of a, kind of afraid of.
3: Oh wow!
2: But, uh, but, it's but they, uh, they kind of either either they have a connection, a real connection, or it's. Uh, uh, she's 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 pretending you know she's she's doing she's doing her job her job is 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 a is a work of art of, in itself exactly. I, 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 I think uh, I think being a bartender is, a, is, is an art of his own
3: so, <laughs> so, all right uh, Well, <laughs> the
2: the, the, the guy's saying i'm gonna be with you in the end and he, he truly believes that hey, whether whether uh whether it happens it's like
1: drug up whether dragging them away in
0: a, in a cop car you know <laughs> <laughs> all right well this is bartender <laughs> <laughs> yeah she
2: uh she she,
1: she. Mm.
0: gentlemen so we've come to the end of the interview before we get going I really really want you to tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and how they can find your music
2: you can uh, sign up for our mailing list on Reverb Nation uh, friend or foe 559 um, and we're on Facebook under friend or foe friend or foe band, friend or
1: foe band. Is it friend or foe band, Danny? Or is it friend, friend foe? or foe band on the uh, Facebook? It's uh, it's actually been changed to just friend or foe on Reverb Nation. We've got all, we've got our music up there. We've got some videos. Uh, we'll keep you posted through the Facebook on upcoming. What's other, what's that other old one? What's the other old one? Uh, yeah, we're on MySpace. If you want to hear <laughs> some of our previous <laughs>
3: music, with uh, <laughs> with
1: about five vocal tracks. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs>
0: Awesome. All right, guys. Well, it's been a blast talking to you. You guys have been very, very fun to have on the show. I appreciate your time and your effort coming in and talking to me about this. You guys are awesome. Please, please come back. Talk to me whenever you want to, okay?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You're awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you, you, guys. Have a good night.
1: You too. Local Music Rolls. Local Music Revolution.
0: That was Friend or Foe. Very great group of guys. Really fun to talk to. And um, during the break, I laughed a lot at their expense mostly. So thank you, gentlemen. It was very, very wonderful talking to you. Um, I had a great time, and I thank you very much for your time. Hopefully, with everything that's going on in my personal life, I'll be able to get out to Fresno and actually see these guys play, along with a lot of the other groups that I've I've had come through because um it's really important that we support our local bands and when they go out we should be going out too you can also support this podcast see what i did there segue yeah um <laughs> you can also support this podcast by telling me what you think you can go to com slash the local music revolution you can go to twitter at tlmr podcast or you can follow the local music revolution on wordpress.com the local music revolution dot wordpress.com you can get all the updates you can tell me what you think about it you can suggest artists that you know of and i will be listening it's connected straight to my phone as with everything these days I get them as soon as possible and I try to respond as quickly as I can because you guys and your opinions really do matter. It's really great to hear that the podcast is reaching out and getting people to notice. So I try and notice when you guys are actually try to contact me. You can also go onto iTunes and comment rate and subscribe to the podcast all you have to do is go to the podcast section of your itunes store and look up the local music revolution we'll be there waiting for you to subscribe um comment let me know what you think give a rating because that helps everybody else involved too we're also on stitcher for all of you android users all you have to do is download the stitcher app onto your phone sign up and look for the local music revolution every single episode will be on both of them Uh, lastly we are on youtube i try to update it but it takes so long to upload these these files that i'm always constantly backlogged with things that i need to do so Please bear with me. They will be on as soon as I can get everything uploaded and done. Um, I think it's in the 30s now. Um, So you can go and check out all of the previous episodes on YouTube. Stream those bad boys. You can like them, comment them, and follow The Local Music Revolution on YouTube as well. I can't do this without the support. And one of the biggest supporters I have right now is Streamjoy. I really want to thank them for allowing me to be part of their family they are offering so many things to artists and it's amazing what they're doing they're just advancing so quickly and incorporating so many other things into their business model it's it's really truly encouraging um what you need to do is you need to go to stringjoy.com check out what they offer there's guitar strings instrument cables and picks what you can do pick out what you want. They've got some great selections. You can customize your strings, customize the links of your guitar cables, and you can get the picks that they offer. It's just a lot of customization because none of us are the same and none of the playing that we do is the same. And that is what's great about Stringjoy is they encourage that and they embrace that and they make it their mission to make you better. Once you've got all the, the products that you need, the new gear that you want, go to the checkout and when you're there enter the promo code local that's l-o-c-a-l and you will get a special discount for being a listener of the local music revolution and finally i'm wrapping up here give me one more second of your time i'm looking for bands always looking for bands or companies that are music related that help out local musicians If you are one of those, or you know of one of those type of people, send them my way. I will be more than willing to interview them and promote them and let people know about who they are and what they are doing. Local musicians and artists deserve to be heard deserve to be seen and deserve to be recognized because all of them are just talented, wonderful people that are just trying to make a name for themselves and trying to get their passion heard. And that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to let that be a thing that we do. Go to the thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com. In the right-hand corner, you will see the interview sign-up sheet tab. You can go there and fill out the information. It's very basic information so I can figure out how I can best represent you guys. It's very, very basic, straight to the point. And once you're done with that, submit it. It will go straight to my email and I will be contacting you to schedule an interview. All right, that's it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next week, we will have Outside the Wire. They are also from Fresno, California, and I believe they consider themselves Prague. But hey, you make the decision. Let me know what you think. Thank you again for being so amazing, you guys. That wraps it up. As always, this is The Local Music Revolution. I am Ogre. You are awesome. Until next time, take care and be good, everyone. This is. This is. This is. This is. This is. This is the local this music is revolution. Is the local music revolution. The local music revolution. The local music revolution. The local music revolution. The revolution. local music revolution. revolution.